you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Jen and Steph, the hosts and creators of this show. If you're a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more and connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com. So dump out that cold coffee that you have reheated three times and pour a hot one. Today's show is worth that hot cup of coffee. Hey everyone, welcome to episode six of the Coffee and Concealer podcast. Today we have our first guest. You're yeah. literally our first guest. I know. So guys, this was an amazing woman that I mentioned in the, one of the first podcasts. She owns Village Therapy AB. It is a mental health business where she helps people in rural Alberta who are having postpartum or maternity mental health issues, questions. She is a registered social worker. She just left her full-time job to do this full-time. So she's a boss entrepreneur, also has two amazing little boys. She's a great soul. And I'm so excited to have her here today. So yay, Chelsea. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, how was my introduction? Can you tell us more about yourself? Because I feel like, I feel nervous that you're here. Because this is great. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, so my name is Chelsea Smith. I am the owner of Village Therapy. It's a private practice here out of Calgary. So like Steph said, I do see women in the Calgary area, but also in all of Alberta. I see about 70% of my clients online. So that sort of looks like telephone sessions or live video sessions. And then I do see Calgary clients in person on Fridays. I specialize in perinatal mental health, so that kind of means I see women from preconception, so anyone struggling with even infertility or pregnancy mm-hmm. loss, all the way through to the kind of early parenting years, so through pregnancy, through that early postpartum journey, and then into the madness of parenthood. So I've been working in perinatal mental health for the last six years. I was at South Health Campus for a while, but I left there. I did both kind of halftime for a while before I sort of built the confidence and the courage just to just be all in. So yeah, I have just a real passion for this work, especially now that I have the two little boys myself. So I'm just living in the trenches just with all the moms I serve. That's so good though. And I was thinking about this because I don't have kids, but I know like so many people, even if we don't have access to a mental health nurse, I think a lot of those people in rural areas or even just here in Calgary and like, you know, on a main street, we also don't have access to maybe family or friends or spousal support. Lots of these people in Alberta, we, you know, we go up north to work, the dads are gone. So I think just, it's just such an amazing thing, a good service. It's awesome. I love that you do it online. Everything is virtual. I didn't know you met people in person. That's awesome too. So good for you. And it's been going good. It's so awesome. Yeah. We have such a great community. We just started a live online kind of free moms drop in once a month. I see lots of clients one-on-one and sort of in the works, you know, working on workshops and stuff to start delivering to people too. I think that just that idea of just really needing to build a village. It's like you said, people are lonely and this is a hard season of life. And so when you're comparing yourself to other moms on the internet, it's, it can be a real struggle. So just trying to get people to build their own village and sort of reach out for support. So they're not feeling so alone. So do you connect them 
do they end up on your live chats? Do they end up actually becoming friends ever? Or is that something you just completely separate everybody on their own? So we have once a month, we offer a free, the first Tuesday of the month, we offer a free, I call it offline as well. And yeah, coming up over the holidays, a local gal, Maria Shuba Fitness, her and I are doing kind of a cook-off charity thing for Made by Mama. So we're doing that on November 22nd. So try to sort of build some capacity and community engagement. So people will come like people. Yeah, it's $25. People can come. We kind of like advertise on our channels. People will join us for the night. They'll do kind of cooking and then Made by Mama. I'm sure you're familiar with their charity, but they'll, they'll donate those meals to moms going through a medical crisis or families in need. That's so nice. And where can people find out more information about that? On your Instagram or webpage? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at Village Therapy AB, and I'm pretty active on there. So yeah. that's probably just okay, the cool. best way. Or, or we have a Facebook page, Village Therapy, as well. Okay. Awesome. So go and check it out, guys. And if you're free, it's 25 bucks, a good cause. And I know everyone always asks questions. One of our main questions that we got asked was how to make mom friends. So here is a really good way to connect with people in the community while giving back, especially approaching the holiday season. So that brings us to one of like the reason why we wanted to bring you in today was to get your information or your expertise on how to deal with new motherhood in the holiday season. What does it look like for people? The mom guilt, the stress, it gets so frantic. And people sometimes I just find lately don't enjoy the holidays the way that they really should. You know, we're always so like we set such high expectations, you know, maybe we have external sources like, you know, grandparents coming in from out of town or family coming. And if you have a new baby or even like a toddler, or even just like me with, you know, my own house, my first Christmas that I held, it was so stressful for me and just kind of lose touch with the actual holiday spirit. So I know you have like three different segues that we're going to chat about and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the very first piece of this is they're really, I think for all of us, we have certain expectations around how we want the holidays to go, whether we have kids or we don't, or we're running a business and how we're going to manage that taking a break. I know you had to kind of sort some of that stuff out for your wedding. Like yeah. how do how do you take a break when you're an entrepreneur and you own your own business? Yes. I think the biggest sort of the starting place has to be managing our own expectations. I don't necessarily believe that there is such thing as a perfect Christmas, even though, you know, with all of these kind of expectations of getting, making sure you get family photos and making sure you send the holiday cards and making sure that you move the elf on the shelf. And it just is like Christmas chaos starts like at the very, you know, middle of November really. And even probably like beginning of December. So I guess my first sort of strategy or tip would be, first of all, getting really clear about what your own expectations for the holidays are. So knowing what you actually want. Maybe one of the ways you could do this is to reflect on kind of some of your favorite Christmases growing up. You know, was it really about having all of the gifts? Was We didn't have Elf on the Shelf back then and we still managed to have a good Christmas. Like really, what was it? Was it about like your, the family being around? Was it about Christmas morning or Christmas Eve? So just kind of taking a moment to sort of reflect on, you know, what made Christmas special for you growing up or the holiday season? And also, you know, how can you carry that into sort of your Christmas? How can you let your values around Christmas kind of lead the way? So I guess the first thing is, I think that aiming for perfect is a real trap something's going to go wrong. You know, the 
Amazon Prime isn't going to come through or, you know, there's going to be some mess ups along the way. And so just really being able to kind of roll with that and sort of remember the core values around Christmas in our family. Christmas is really about kind of experience and time together. And so that's sort of also dictating where we're going to spend our money, how we're going to spend our time, that kind of thing. I think that sort of is another piece around tradition. It's like, you know, there's certain traditions that you've maybe had in your family. Yeah. And I think when we're new moms and we're kind of on this journey of figuring out what our new family, we're merging traditions maybe, it's also okay to just create new traditions, traditions that you want for your kids that maybe weren't the same as you had growing up. And so just really to be talking with your partner about that and getting on this, making sure at least the two of you are on the same page because you're likely to disappoint people along the way. I was going to say, make those decisions and make them confidently then. Yes. And have a, maybe a good backup plan at how you want to break to your mom that maybe we're not going to do the money tree or do a certain tradition this year. It's going to be forgotten. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think the first piece is like getting so clear about what you want for Christmas. What are your values? What is going to kind of lead you through And knowing kind of what your boundaries are. I know for us, you know, this will be our fourth or fifth Christmas since we've had kids. And it's taken me a lot of years and a lot of kind of like, oh, no, that still felt like too much to sort of get into a rhythm where I feel like, okay, now I know what I'm going to say yes to. I know what I'm going to say no to. Not, I don't have to send a Christmas card to every person I know. It doesn't have to be like this perfectly curated kind of Pinterest worthy Christmas. It's like, you know, the most important things in our house, I think is for me to spend Christmas Eve at home with my family quiet and to have like the first moments with the kids in the morning of them kind of coming down the stairs and seeing what Santa got them and and for that to just be really slow and really peaceful and not kind of consumed with like having to get you know breakfast started and all the rest of it if we stay in our jammies till noon then there's no worries yeah yeah so I guess kind of getting clear about what you want and knowing what your boundaries are and then I think that kind of brings up the next piece around how do you maintain the boundaries when there's a whole bunch of other people's expectations on the table yeah I think that's this is like the hardest one right It is. It is. Because I think, especially as women, we don't want to disappoint people. We always want to kind of play nice in the sandbox. We always want to make sure that everybody's needs are being met. And sometimes that comes at our own kind of an expense to ourselves. Yeah. And so I know this is the piece kind of that I've struggled with and that lots of my clients and lots of friends struggle with is like, the truth is we're actually never going to make everyone happy. Yeah. And so our only responsibility is making sure that we're kind of staying true to our core values. So like I said, for me, Christmas Eve and Christmas morning are like sacred. And then where can I kind of bend, you know, Mm -hmm. like, can we make kind of a compromise in terms of events around the holidays around, okay, we'll come over to your house, like on the 22nd, or we'll come over on the 26th, or what's the Christmas dinner plan going to be. But just knowing that like those two kind of Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, like I'm not going near those. Yeah. So I think there's boundary setting around like events. And then also for lots of families, I think there's boundary setting around gifts too, or like giving. Yeah, I agree. And I think setting the boundaries, especially you have to look at like split families that have dad and mom are separated with young kids. And I think sometimes people forget that it's important to the dad as much as it is to the mom to have the kids around Christmas and maybe work your way around 
those two important people. Make it about the kids, right? right? It's not about dad, mom, grandma, grandpa, nothing. Where do the kids want to be? They want to be with their dad and their mom on Christmas. So I think sometimes so many people lose sight of that, that there's actually kids involved mm-hmm. and that their feelings should be first and they're, ask them what they want to do as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a mental health nurse, but I feel like I see that all the time when people would come into the store and talk about, oh, how, you know, my ex-husband wants to take them and I just don't like to give up Christmas for like, that's fine, but your kid might want to spend Christmas with their dad too or something, right? Yeah, and I mean, I guess the best hope in split families is that people are co-parenting really cohesively. It's yes, true. Um, Whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think for sure have setting the expectations, even for you guys to get really clear, you know, mom and dad to be really clear about kind of like, what is this about? How are we going to manage this? I know some families that do like one year, you know, mom gets them christmas eve and christmas morning and dad gets some christmas dinner and then the next year they rotate or Mm -hmm. whatever but yeah like you said just making sure that the sort of value and idea behind this being for the kids doesn't kind of get lost in the high emotion of everybody kind of wanting what they want yeah i've heard that even like coming up already people who have had split families like at the gym talking about it like i don't want to give my daughter up for the next christmas and i'm like okay but you know, there's also some another family on the other end that wants to spend Christmas with them too, right? You know, for sure, yeah. Know. And you know, I think in our family, like not only does this happen with split families, but I think too, even for you know, when when you become a couple, and then it's kind of like sometimes if your families, we're really, I'm really lucky, our family our extended families get along really well. And so since we've had the kids, we've always kind of done Christmas like a big group all together. Yeah. But, you know, for other people, it's not always that straightforward. And so it's kind of like, whose turn is it this year? And that can become kind of really muddy waters too. Totally. So I think that first piece is like, know what you want, know what your expectation is, know where you're willing to give. The second piece kind of around like, whether it's about events, like managing boundaries around kind of events or gift giving, I think the hardest part, it's easy to know what your boundary is. Yeah. It's really hard to execute it. Totally. And so a piece of kind of boundary setting, whether it's for Christmas or just anything else is being really clear, saying it really directly. It doesn't mean setting boundaries doesn't make you a mean person. Mm -hmm. And then being like, okay, that they're not probably going to love it and let them kind of have their reaction. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the boundaries we've set this year in our family is around gift giving. And so for us, it just kind of feels a bit crazy for us to be sort of buying for all the adults. And so we've actually just stopped exchanging gifts and kind of been heading that way over the last couple of years. But for us, it's like Christmas is just going to be about us buying some gifts for our children. My husband and I, we typically will either just do stockings and then spend generally instead of a gift, we'll just... My parents will take the kids for a couple nights and we'll go to Canmore or something like that. Oh, that's nice. That's a good idea. I like that a lot. Yeah. Something more share an experience rather than, you know, a new sweater or something like that. Yeah. I like that idea. For sure. Which is generally just, I mean, in the past, it's like, you know, my sweet dad will hand me the Canadian tire flyer with the thing that he wants circled. (laughs) It's sort of gotten to the the point of feeling just like you're just running an errand for a family member. And I agree. For us, it's just not really... Where been, we want to be. I've been trying to tell my parents for years, like, let's stop giving gifts. Like, let's adopt a family or do something. So slowly with me, I've been, been like, okay, let, one secret Santa. And then finally this year, I got to leverage the wedding. And I was like, you know what, guys? It was a really expensive year for everybody. 
hopefully we have a grandkid at some point soon. So let's just not buy a gift at all. And we met in the middle with doing a little stocking because it's yeah. fun. And my mom was like, we got to do something really nice together. And I was like, okay, we'll meet there. Yeah. Have a little stocking. Don't get carried away. Like better not be an overflowing stocking with three bags surrounding it. You know? Yeah. I don't know if your parents get like that, but mine always like, it ends up being stockings for gifts. And you're yeah. like, okay. And like no. always, always so much. I mean, my parents love that too. And they love to buy gifts and especially mm-hmm. for the kids, like kids they just are, go yes. crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it does become like a, just a feeling kind of excessive and yeah. 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 So I think it's great. One of the things we used to do before we had kids, and I, I really hope maybe in the next couple of years, as our kids get a little older, we can come back to it, is we spent a couple of years doing, we called it acts of kindness Christmas. Aww. And so everybody pulled a name kind of like a secret Santa. And then it was your responsibility to do one kind of good deed. And then on Christmas morning, we each read what we did for one another. Oh, I love that. It was just the greatest thing, Steph. It turned into such a lovely tradition. We did it for three or four years. And at that time, my grandma was living. Even she was like filling stocks for the Salvation Salvation Army. And it just turned into such a lovely way to just engage in the giving but to give to people who really need Need it it. yeah Yeah. I love that that's great guys we'll leave all this stuff in the show notes too so if you want to refer back to that idea because I probably will you can see it all in the show notes okay so second are we still on number two or number three yeah, I mean, I guess number two and number three, I guess they all kind of just flow They are together. kind of all the same. Yeah, and so I guess sort of the last point that I was thinking about sort of in preparation to sort of chat with you about Christmas and managing the chaos around Christmas is this becomes such a busy season. And I know, you know, like you're probably got a whole bunch of Christmas sales coming up yeah. and Black Friday stuff coming yes. up. And it's just, it can become a really busy time just trying to figure out how to manage your business, how to manage your marriage, how to manage your extended family, your kids, all of that. And so, you know, most often when we get into really busy or hard seasons in our life, the first thing to go is self-care. Yeah. And the truth is, this is a time, you know, I think everybody listening, it's like, they're, it's probably starting to slip already. It's probably like, yeah, I don't really have time for that. Or you know what? I'll try and fit that in next week. And the truth is, as we enter busy season, we actually need to double down on self-care. So it is more important now than ever. I can share more about this with you kind of another time, or I post lots about this on my Instagram. But for me, I use a model for self-care because I think it's kind of one of these things that we always talk about and moms kind of picture going to the spa. Yeah, but what does it mean? Yeah, Yeah. 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 what do I really mean about that? Yeah. So I use a model of self-care called NESTS. It's out of the BC, I think it's through BC Mental Health, but it stands for nutrition and exercise, nutrition and hydration, exercise and fresh air, sleep, time for yourself and support. Mm. And the reason I use this model, I use this with clients is because I think it gives us a a way to sort of check in, like, how am I really doing? Mm -hmm. These are not like all or nothing kind of categories. This is all or something. So, you know, in terms of nutrition, could I eat something out of a peel instead of out of a wrapper? Mm -hmm. You know, am I drinking enough water every day? Am I getting the sleep that I need? Am I moving my body? Mm -hmm. For lots of moms and entrepreneurs, getting just a tiny bit of time for yourself to do some of those things. Things. Maybe it is going to the spa once in a while. Maybe it is, you know, 
going shopping or for me it's like a little quick trip to home sense just oh, to like I know. peruse around i agree or chapters like right the smell of just, that place uh-huh that's I true i know it was alarming i found out how much money i spent on my plum rewards the other day he's like you're doing so good i was like oh why i didn't want to see that number but <laughs> i don't even read i just buy them just to like put them on the shelf and make it <laughs> mentally be like you're gonna make time for yourself to have one day to read this book yeah, yeah one and day it'll sit around my like desk for maybe three months until I finally put it in the shelf I'll get to you book I promise yeah, go yeah. back and buy a new book yeah like when I'm stressed out I love the smell of chapters something about it it makes me feel like fresh and organized it's like literally my happy place a new yeah. journal yeah I think yeah. my husband will yeah. kill me if I come in with another candle or journal no I know the candles yeah I just bought someone that was really strong I don't know if you can smell it, it smells beautiful but you gotta blow it out like after a few minutes no. that's it yeah yeah, so the T for time for yourself, last yes. S is for support. Okay. So when I talk to women about support, I really talk about like, can, are you asking for help? Are you asking for what you need? Who is in your village? Christmas time is probably not a great time to be building your village. You're busy with other things. So rely on the people that are already in your corner. And support also sometimes looks like professional support, mm-hmm. whether you're seeing a trainer or you're seeing a therapist or, you know, whatever that looks like, maybe a physio. And then the kind of the final part of support that I always talk about with moms is, you know, are you using services like Click and Collect? I know for myself, like when I had our second son, Click and Collect, which is like a grocery pickup thing at Superstore for people that don't know, it seriously saved my life. Like it has saved me hundreds of hours. Yeah. So are you doing that? Could you stash a little bit away and get somebody to come clean your house for you once in a while? Where can you kind of cut corners? Yeah. Well, I actually get my groceries delivered with Save On. And for the longest time, my husband's like, you're so lazy. And I was like, do you know how much time this saves me? You never miss a recipe thing because you can always take your time, spend the evening, be like, what do you want for your lunches? What should I put in here? What was that recipe again? So everything always comes at once. I I absolutely love it. So I think that's a great idea for sure. Now, if you don't have support, okay, obviously women can reach out to you. Or like, what would be the best way for somebody who's really sitting by themselves right now? Newborn baby, this is their first Christmas with the baby. They are like stressed out about, you know, in-laws coming or should they go out to them? Or like, where can they go? Like, how can they talk to people? What's a good way for them to ask for help? Like, can you let us know a few of those things? Like call a friend, like anybody? Yeah, so for sure. I mean, call a friend, ask your neighbor for help. Their Facebook is literally filled with online moms groups that are just like really generally kind women supporting other women. So, you know, go on there. Sometimes really we just need to feel less alone in it. It's not really kind of that practical support. It's more just like feeling like you have a bit of emotional support. Yeah. I think the biggest thing in terms of just managing this season is try not to overbook yourself, you know, be so careful. I was just doing a yap and that before this. And one of the moms suggested, she's like, I have one day of the week written on my, like in my agenda that says, do not book anything. And literally from now until Christmas, one day a week, like I am not making any plans. I need to do that. (laughs) I I was like, this is so good. I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. No, it is good. Because I think that's it. It's like, we have a tendency to just like add this on add this on so the rule I've made for myself this year is we're going to go to the Polar Express first Mm -hmm. time ever we're going to take the boys on that we're going to obviously have a Christmas dinner you know there'll be I want to attend one or two Christmas markets but Mm -hmm. beyond that we're just like really really scaling back on how much we 
you know, overbook ourselves, being careful of that. And then I think the last thing is, and, and Steph, we can talk about this. I could talk about this topic for hours, but just ditch the guilt. You know, know. your kids are never going to know if you, my kids don't do, we don't do elf on the shelf. I ain't nobody got time for that. I'm not moving an elf around. I can't do it. I can hardly get, you know, manage this, what we have in front of us. So it, you don't have to do it just because you see other people doing it. And I think that piece is huge. I personally don't really believe in mom guilt. I think like if the guilt is there, let it guide you figure out, are you acting outside of or out of line with your values and then just let it go because really beyond that, it's just not helpful. It's just going to kind of balk you down. Totally. I feel like that's, I always feel like it's easy enough for me to say, because I can be like, Oh, whatever. Don't let somebody put you down or call your names. Like you're the best that you can be. But then I see some people sometimes where I'm just like, God, this poor woman's hurting so much inside and like the way that they try so hard or you can see the effort that they're making. And I'm like, like people like you for you. Mm-hmm. We invite you over because not because we don't like you because we want to hear about you. You know, we want to, I don't know. I think mom guilt is something it's so real. And I just wish more people could just let it go. Yeah. Totally. Mom guilt is certainly a topic for, it's yeah. a big topic it and we could definitely, topic. we could tackle that yes, someday. But I think around the holidays, it's like you, you know, my husband follows Tony Horton. Who yeah. I have my own opinions about him, but his, his old, old <laughs> like line the, is like, do your best, forget the rest. And I'm like, I actually like that, that yeah. line because I think at the end of the day, your kids don't know. No, they don't. And so, you know, what do you want to gift your kids? Like a Pinterest worthy picture, but you're like so high strung and you're on edge and you're like barking orders at them. Or do you want just for it not to look that pretty yeah. and not to be doing all of the things, but for you to be present. And I can almost guarantee your kids really just want you to be there. I think anybody would just want you to be there, you know, like just sitting even this year for Christmas because nobody's coming in town or anything. I was like, I just would like to watch a movie with my parents. I know mm-hmm. usually on Christmas I go out to a party or I do something and I say, okay, bye guys. Have a great day. Cause we do Christmas Eve is like our big day. But this year I was like, you know what I do? I want to be present with my parents watch a movie, sit there in silence. Don't talk to anybody, you know, cause it does get super busy. And I think that like, I love your self care as well, because I think lots of people think that self self care does have to be a spa or a big bag or something. And it can literally be as simple as like going to the gym, but not bringing my phone right. so that I don't have to get calls for it. And I like, I literally have switched my gym around being in a place where my phone is not needed because the whole time I'm even at the gym, my phone's ringing, orders are coming through, people are messaging me. And I don't actually get that like mental detox for one hour. You know, I try to make time for it at the end of the night too. like keep my phone away. I'll tell Mike, put your phone down. We're watching a movie together. Like we, you know, instead of, we even do, instead of going to a movie, mm-hmm. we will have a movie night here to save some money. Yeah order our pizza in or make our own popcorn, but we'll put our phones away completely mm-hmm. so that it's something that we're like invested into. And we can talk about the movie after rather than, you know, sometimes you sit on the couch or on your phone. Totally. What was it? Yeah. You never really yeah. like, again, you lose the moment. You lose yeah. being present. So. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's hard. It's getting harder and harder to do. I think. Yeah. It is. There's just, I know there's a notification guaranteed. There's notifications going off right now. I know. Well, yeah. I know I've heard my phone ring. It's probably my dad. He's yeah. been calling me all day. <laughs> my girlfriend did a good thing. Actually. She just had a baby and she is very much like, she'll tell you no, or set her bound. She's huge on boundaries. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving, 
everyone wanted to have Thanksgiving. And she was like, well, here's a thing. My baby's five months old. I live in Airdrie. You guys can come to me. That way I can be more present and there all night when she goes to sleep, she can go to sleep. She's like, I'm not cooking a turkey dinner. So everyone can come and please bring something. Yeah. And she said it was so good. So much like the stress was gone. She still got to have Thanksgiving. She wasn't worried about driving around with her baby everywhere. They came to her. Everyone brought something and she said it was like a really good night. And I thought it was great and great that she just like told everybody like, here's what we're going to do. Y'all are going to come out to me. Yeah. And you're going to bring something. Totally. So, and you know, I think depending on what, how old your kids are, yeah. that, that always, it's like, you have to figure out exactly kind of what the sweet spot is for you. Yeah. When we, when our first was little, we were like very, we sleep trained with the mom coach okay. oh, and okay. yeah. we were like very, very kind of regimented around yeah. like sleep and just what that had to look like. And so for us, it was actually really stressful to have to go to other people's house. Yeah. Now for me, like the place that I'm at now with the kids is my kids are going to be probably be late, but I'm okay. I'm fine with them. Like staying up way yeah. past their bedtime once yeah. in a while. You know, there's always lots of cousins and stuff playing with them. And so the truth is for us, like now the str- it's more stressful for me to have everybody in our house yeah. than it is for me to leave. Yeah. But it just matter. I think it just depends on where you're at, what your kids are like. Mm-hmm. You know, some kids don't do as well if they're up way past their bedtime. So just figuring out what's going to work for your family and being okay being like yeah setting the limit yeah and being okay and we talked about this a different uh, like the podcast before I don't think it's come out yet but things change they change from year to year don't be afraid to change things don't be afraid to change your business plan your layout for sleep or Christmas or something if it didn't work like you can always reschedule that yes because like a newborn baby is a lot different than toddlers yes yeah I wouldn't want people here if I had a toddler I'd be like here you go have fun yeah like my two and a half year old I'm like go play with someone yeah Yeah. like our house won't be in good shape that's so funny actually yeah well thank you so much for coming on and telling us your tips talking to us a little bit about Christmas your expectations number one setting your own expectations number two is pushing put not pushing sorry is yeah, kind of managing, managing yeah. those boundaries with your family and friends for within your own expectation. And then number three, making sure that you have really good self-care like plans in practice. Mm-hmm. And like we gave it, you guys a couple there. So do your own thing too. If it, if you want to go to the spa, like, you know, go to the spa. Hit the spa. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean you don't have to. It's yeah. just like not all of us are. I have nothing against the spa. Yeah. Yeah. No, me either. I know. It's awesome. But yeah, so guys, Chelsea, you can check her out at Village Therapy AB on Instagram. Her website is villagetherapy.ca. Yes. Okay. I loved her little on her website, guys, just to leave you with this and what a beautiful, like this, I think sums up her and her business and everything in general. It says in the absence of a village, build one. I butchered that. I was trying to make it so nice. It's all good. In the absence of a village, build one. Real talk okay, though. That's what I, I know. About, so. <laughs> yeah. Fumbling your words here for, I just, I'm not a very good reader. Hence why I buy books, but don't read them. But <laughs> no, I'm not joking. <laughs> okay guys. So check her out and we'll have everything linked in the show notes. She, this was my first solo episode and our first one with a guest. So as always, rate us, tell us how we did and share with a friend because this is just one of these amazing local businesses that we're here to try and share with you guys. So check her out on Instagram. Bye. 
Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.